Listener Production. Doing a daily podcast and trying to make content for TikTok was becoming too much. So Matt and Alex are having a little time off. We are not to be disturbed. This week, it's Veronica Milsom and friends. All day breakfast. Yeah, Matt and Alex are on holidays. I don't know what they're doing. Probably the rat dog is in Warnable disturbing his dad or something. And I don't know what Matt O'Kine does. I mean, he used to do pokies, but I think he's moved on. Um, yeah, I'm taking over for the week. My name is Veronica, and all this week you'll be joined by a bunch of my friends. Um, yeah, I have friends, at least five of them, uh, who you will be meeting through the course of the week. People you already know from maybe like reality TV to radio presenters to people you've seen on the TV. My friend today, as you just heard, is someone you know from The Briefing, the daily news podcast on Listener. She's an author, presenter, journalist. Jamila, how are you going? Hey, good. I love that we're friends. How how long ago did we meet, Veronica? Um, a couple of hours ago. So yeah, yeah. very good Bestie. friends. Yeah, it's. I mean, I've done a lot of looking into you though, which I want to get into next. So I actually feel like I know you very well. Ah, uh, that is kind and terrifying. Do you follow me on Instagram, or do I just follow you? I follow you too. Oh, because you're really high up in my algorithm. Oh, I'm doing something right. That's good to hear. Yeah. I don't know why the algorithm is like, hey, you and Jamila, you guys are in sync. It, it would work. But, um, I, you know, here we are. So something's, something's right. Let's get into it. I am so ready to hear more about you, get to know you better and love filling in for the boys because, you know, I'm in lockdown. Nothing better to do. Beautiful. All right. Well, what I'm going to do is... Uh, In just a sec, I I am going to uh, um, give you the results of having stalked the hell out of you. And yeah, I mean, it's terrifying, but it's one of my greatest assets is my ability to internet sleuth. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Veronica and Friends, all day breakfast. Yeah, I was texting with Matt Okai and Jamila about um, how terrified he was that he was going to get COVID on the first day of his holidays and then not be able to leave his house. I think he's had a taste of quarantine when he got back from Fiji at the very start of the first lockdown, so like in March or whatever in Sydney. And so I I think he's got PTSD about having been stuck in his house, in his apartment with his wife and his child. Oh, I am with him. I am massively terrified of being a close contact and ending up in quarantine. My neighbour, her partner worked somewhere that was a tier one site recently and I went round to drop some stuff over to her and her two kids were running laps around the car in the driveway. Like that's where they'd got to by day eight. Well, I hope she was timing them. That's what I would have done as a mum. I would have been like, come on, you can break this, keep going. Um, actually, I was, this is beside the point. I'm definitely already going off the rails. But I was reading an article the other day about how it will no longer be a pandemic. It will be an endemic very soon where it'll just all become very normal and we're all going to get COVID. Hold on. So epidemic is when it's not as big and everywhere as a pandemic, which I'm sure is the technical term. And then the pandemic means it's like in lots of countries for lots of times. And then an endemic means just just always. It's just always, like a flu endemic, I think. We should have been scientists. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I was just like, oh, well, I guess, yeah, I'm going to get it. I hadn't really thought about it until now. And, yeah, I guess it's just inevitable. It just depends if I'm vaccinated or not. Anyway, I, I, I don't know much about this. And um, I assume you do, Jamila, because you read the news a lot and you probably do a lot of internet sleuthing as a journalist. True or false? 
You know what? I actually think I do more sleuthing in my private life than I do in my professional life. But I use the skills I've learned in my professional life to snoop on everyone else. Great. They're transferable. Like who's the last person you snooped? Me? You were quite recent, but I think since you, I was searching that dude off MasterChef who's been in the news all weekend. Oh, the, the judge. Yeah, yeah. Who lied in his book, who's allegedly. Got a new, who's got a new memoir. So I have gone deep. I'm one of those people who gets really obsessed with something for about two hours and then I let all of the information flow out of my head. Well, you probably bring it to the briefing and then you're like afterwards, purge. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, there is no a longer definite needed. purge. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I've done some pretty heavy sleuthing of you um, just to show off, basically, to you that I'm a great internet sleuth. Um, but I also thought it was a great way um, for people to learn some of the weird things about you. Um, so I'll run through them and you please feel free to stop me if um, they are completely untrue because I have taken some liberties with some of them. Okay. Oh, can, God. Can we, we put on some sleuthy music? Have we got some? Okay, this is sexy sleuth. Do you think? Oh yeah, I can see you like I don't know, creeping through my underwear drawer to that kind of tune. Okay, well, I mean, if the internet was your underwear drawer, if your Instagram was that, yes, I have been creeping through it. Um, here we go. You once had a crush on Bernard Fanning of Powderfinger fame. That's true. That's true. From when I was like sixteen, I was in love with him. Huh? Like fan mail style love or? No, I was never that open with my love. I was more like staying in my bedroom, posters on the wall, don't talk to anyone kind of love. I also um, have a long-running love of Bernard Fanning, so we have that in common. Okay, you've got a son who knows the words to the kids' book you wrote called I'm a Hero Too, Off by Heart. Oh, that's a stretch. I mean, he likes the book and he <laughs> asks for it a lot, but I think he mostly likes the book because he knows it's based on him as opposed to it being great children's literature. Okay. I mean, that's very self-centred, but that's typical of a four-year-old, five-year-old. Six-year-old. Six-year-old. Cool. Okay, I hadn't found that out. See, we are besties. Um, The birth of said son was not what you'd expected. It was a weird birth, was it? I don't know if it was weird, but I think it was the weirdest thing I'd ever done in my life at that point. I don't know if anyone gives birth and goes, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was standard. It always... Mm. Like, surely your first birth is never normal. No, yeah, mine lasted for 20 minutes and it was in the waiting room at the hospital. So that was pretty unexpected. Mm. Oh, my God. Well, mine was pretty much the opposite. It was almost 23 hours. Ooh, okay, that hurts. I mean, both of them hurt, let's be honest. (laughs) Um, You you know the words to all the songs in The Sound of Music. You sang them a lot when you were undergoing treatment for a brain tumour. I still sing them. So I still have uh, MRI scans on my brain every three months to make sure the tumour hasn't regrown. And uh, the way I get through that half hour or so, because it's really noisy, it sounds like a jackhammer in an MRI machine, is I try and recite the songs from The Sound of Music from start to finish. And if I make a mistake, I have to go back to the beginning. And I reckon I've had maybe 30 MRIs and I've never got through. Oh, wow. And so I I hope that you never do, honestly. I (laughs) hope... I don't wish that upon you. I hope the MRI is finished and you never get to it. So um, has it ruined the soundtrack for you? 
You know what? It hasn't. I think I still find it really calming. I I grew up in Malaysia when I was a little kid and because I am very old, this was back before streaming children. And so my parents didn't have a lot of access to English language speaking kids stuff. And so we had a video of VCR of The Sound of Music and I just used to watch it again and again and again. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Um, you eat scones with the jam on top of the cream, which is a horrible thing to imagine. Why? It's just not um, the way you're supposed to do it, I guess. It's just not what we're taught. But isn't the cream a substitute for the butter in the kind of bread situation or scenario mm, yeah. or the biscuit situation or scenario? And therefore, if the cream is the substitute for the butter, I think it should go first. But I just think that the cream is the best bit and should be like the cherry on top, you know? Oh, I'm not saying you don't have to use much of it. You can have as much cream as you want. You can have a very thick, buttery layer of cream, but I just think it should go first. Okay. Maybe if we ever do it together, we can go cream, jam, cream. Then we're both happy. Oh, done. Okay, go, go. Um, you were once named as one of Cosmopolitan's 30 most successful women under 30, which is nearly a list as successful um, and sexy as Cleo's Bachelor of the Year. Yeah, I'm not under 30 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, I mean, is there a under 40 most successful women list? I think they stopped caring about it now. But, do you know, I think it was Forbes just recently did, like, the 100 most successful women over 60 or over 50. Like, they, they flipped that old trope of it always being successful at a young age and made it older women. And I just okay. thought that was really cool. Okay, well, you can aspire to that in like 20 years' yeah, time or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, the next are ones that I don't feel great about. Um, oh, so dear. you're friends with Jamela Jamil? <laughs> Not quite. I was supposed to be interviewing her for Sydney's Vivid Festival in 2020, but then, of course, 2020, so she couldn't come. So they rescheduled for 2021. And then, of course, 2021 happened and we are now rescheduled for 2022 so I'll let oh. you know if we become friends but I but she speaks so fondly about you in the promo video like the I wonderful know. Jamila Risby I know huh. she does not have any idea who I am yeah right if you don't know who she is um she's like a total legend who speaks about um body positivity a lot on the internet but also you probably know her as I mean I shouldn't ob- objectify her but she's the hot one um from the good place <laughs> she is she was <laughs> definitely the hot one Okay, two more, okay? And and I'm 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 worried about these ones. You were going to be a politician for a while there, but that never happened. I grew up in Canberra and my dad's a public servant and we definitely grew up talking about politics and stuff over the dinner table, which I think is a very Canberra thing. <laughs> um and I ended up working for Kevin Rudd when he was PM and I stuck around in politics working for ministers for about 5 years, and I think during that period of time of my life Maybe because it was kind of the epitome of what I was doing. Yeah, you were like, Kevin Rudd makes it look so easy. He did, he did. And then I left politics and I realised politics is awful. So I think, I don't think I want to do that anymore. Okay. Well, maybe it'll get better for women in Parliament House. We'll, We'll see, we'll see. All right, last one. You play golf? Oh, wow, you did go deep. Like, I, I mean, I can play golf, but not particularly well. Okay, um, that's something, that's enough. My dad tried to make me play golf when he thought that I would be able to earn him a lot of money when I was a teen, so he gave me lessons as a birthday present. I was no good, I was too, no, I was too um, big and awkward, I think. 
Uh, right. I, I did golf lessons as a kid as well because my dad thought I should play and oh. thought I'd be good. And I just fell in love with the very hot golf coach who had these gorgeous blue eyes and sort of got distracted. Oh, and whatever happened with the golf coach? Nothing? You were a teen. I think it would have been quite illegal. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a good reason for it not to have happened, frankly. Um, all right, well, that was my sleuthing. Do, do you feel like it was creepy or that we're better friends now? Uh, a bit of column A, a bit of column B. You definitely came up with things I was not expecting you to come up with. You went deep. I reckon you went past the little, you know how they have the little numbers at the bottom of Google with how many pages. I reckon you went deep into page five or six. Dude, I was at like page 20. I was like, there's what? some weird stuff that's going to happen to page 20. and <laughs> well, I'm going to get into it. <laughs> Matt and Alex are having a lockdown holiday, which basically means they've turned off their emails for a week. I'll get back to you. In their absence, this is Veronica and Friends. All day breakfast. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Click fish. Click fish. With producer Bron. Yeah, so we're keeping around a bunch of um, the best bits from Matt and Alex. I mean, not the boys themselves, obviously, just the segments that they do. Um, where Bron, who's a producer here, brings in new stories with clickbait headlines. And it's basically like an honourable service that she's contributing um, to protect our algorithms. Even though now we know that my algorithm just brings me to Jamila because I constantly Google her. Um, All roads lead to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we get the joy of do- knowing what the story is behind the clickbait without having to actually click on the link, which is great because I am um, constantly clicking on stuff that is like weird bodily things. What do you get tempted by, Jamila? Oh, you know what the thing that I get in my Google searches and anything on social media that weirds me out is because I've been so unwell the last few years is I get like medical stuff. Oh. I get a lot of weird medical things that have nothing to do with me, including medical jewellery where you can, like, freeze parts of your body, like blood or tumour or something, and turn it into jewellery. And what? I used to click because I don't want it to come back, but it keeps coming back. They really think I want this stuff. And even if you try to nip it in the bud by buying it or something, just to be like, all right, like, that doesn't then stop them. you like, do you want a brain tumour necklace to go with your brain tumour <laughs> earrings, you know? Yeah. Um, Bron, what have you bought in? So this is from Seven News, the headline, Girlfriend Weirded Out by Boyfriend's Habit. This was sent in by Jacob Warren on Instagram. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, that's classic radio fodder too. If I had a daily radio show, I'd be like, what? Oh, my gosh. And then we'll talk about how people bite their own toenails, you know? (laughs) It's not going to be a run-of-the-mill drug habit, is it? It's got to be something a little bit better. Yeah, or like does something with their belly button fluff. That's what I feel like it will probably be. Bron, what is it? So a woman shared on Reddit that her boyfriend of four months, who only weighed 68 kilos, was able to consume just massive amounts of food and apparently ate 67 McDonald's double burgers in one sitting. Damn, I mean, I hate how much that story is a lie. You know? (laughs) There's just no way someone could eat that much food. That's disgusting. On their first date, he ate 50 Macca's burgers. On a first date. Who does that? I must admit, I do find, like, a strange turn-on, um, like, guys who eat a lot. And I only say that because I I noticed um, with my husband now, he doesn't eat much, which really pisses me off. I'm like, oh, eat something, you know. He doesn't, he only eats dinner. It's the only meal he eats in the day. 
And it always makes me feel weird about eating every meal because I'm doing it alone. Yeah, right. There's a guilt factor. Maybe that girl's like me. She's She finds it a turn on. No, she said she found it really weird, but okay. he was so impressed with himself <laughs> <laughs> that she only says positive things about it. Bit of a weird Damn. one. Damn. Imagine that dude's huge turds. <laughs> Like, disgusting. You wouldn't want to live with him. That would be hideous. No. You just couldn't take him anywhere either. It would be a very expensive habit. Yeah. Who's affording this? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad that I didn't click on that, and I'm sorry for your algorithm, Bron. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's a tough job out here. What's next? So this one's from Pedestrian. Headline, a regional New South Wales MP seemingly encouraged threesomes in lockdown after a Facebook typo. We've got a grab of it here. I don't know how many of you are following your local MPs on social media, but Sonia has just hit it out of the park today. She is the state member for Walls End, um, and someone's pointed out a typo in her information. Can my partner visit if I live with other people? Yes, your partner can visit even if you love with others. And someone has said, well, I guess the rules are more progressive than I first thought. And she has clarified with... No threesomes. But it gets better. Someone replied with, well, no threesomes until restrictions are lifted. And then check out her reply. Then it's a free for all. <laughs> wow. Things got so steamy so quick. They did. Her name is Sonia Hornery. Uh, we won't read into that. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she made a Facebook post. Um, yeah, everyone seemed to think she thought threesomes were encouraged in lockdown, which obviously, no. No, gosh. I mean, if you're single, there's the whole issue of the bubble, which, I mean, Jamila, you were wondering whether you could ask someone to be in their bubble. Yeah, right. Not in a threesome capacity. It's all right. My partner doesn't listen to anything I do, so he won't he won't hear that. But <laughs> I, I, I want to be the couple that befriends the single person, right? Because single people, if you live alone, you're allowed to have a bubble. If you're a single person and you're not looking for a hookup, you're just looking for mates to hang out with. I'd quite like to approach one of my mates to be part of a bubble with us so I could spend time with people that aren't the people I live with. But I'm I'm a bit scared of being rejected. Yeah, you should be because if they can only sign up one person now as the new rules in New South Wales are, you have to, like, allocate someone to be your sole buddy, then it would be awkward if they didn't want you and they, or if they'd already hooked up with someone else. Yeah. So I I texted one of my girlfriends who's single earlier today and kind of put it to her in like a joking way, like, haha, if you want like a cute six-year-old, adorable but noisy dog and my partner who's good fun and entertaining and I'm a great cook. And she just wrote, haha, we'll let you know. Pretty sure that's not. Okay. Unless she, like that other woman, thought that you were talking about a threesome. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. What have I done? What have I done? (laughs) But you just got to be really wary of these things. Any sort of bubble talk. I mean, people are horny, man. It's lockdown. With Matt and Alex away, Veronica and some friends are here to play. This is All Day Breakfast. Uh, I'm a huge snoop. We've already established that, uh, Jamila. I think you probably didn't know that about me, but since I've been internet stalking you, um, I think you'll also be happy to know that I also snoop on a lot of people IRL. Oh, wow. So you're a proper stalker snooper. Uh, yeah, actually, um, proudly so. In fact, I've become more so recently since I've moved into this new house um, that I'm in, which is at the top of a hill, right? And so our lounge room, the window looks out to about five different backyards. 
And lockdown is just prime time for snoopiness for me because I get to sit in my lounge room, procrastinate from whatever work I should be doing and just watch what people are doing in their backyards. I like the way you said new house, almost like allegedly it's new. <laughs> like you're actually covering up the fact you've been doing this forever, but you don't want people to know. So you're trying to throw people off the scent. So what are you watching them do? Like what do your neighbours do? Okay, well, surprisingly exciting things. Like at first I was like, ah, oh, how good will this be? And I sort of looked out. But then um, so my neighbour directly to the left, and gosh, I hope that they don't listen to this podcast, um, but he is either like an amateur magician or is trying to like learn to count cards or something. He just constantly does card tricks to himself. So, Yeah. Like, what are the chances I'm going to snoop on an amateur magician? Like, that is just, all my Christmases came at once. Two more houses down. I don't know what the one between them does. Like, I haven't worked that out. But two more down. Um, there's a young woman who uh, just does gymnastic tricks constantly. You have amazing neighbours. I just didn't expect it to be this good. I thought they'd be like, I know an old guy who likes to mow his lawn too often. <laughs> no, well, I, I honestly can't believe how good it is either. And I, it seems like I'm lying and I want to take photos or videos of them, but I feel like that's a step too far, like to prove that that's what happens. Yeah, right. So talking about them to a national audience, not too far, taking photos too far. That's yes, where you're lying. That's 100% it. And so it does mean that I have to, like, be a little bit careful in my backyard too. It's not ideal. Like when my kid takes her, um, like, pants off or whatever, I'm like, put your pants back on. <laughs> Everyone can see you. But can, can they see you or can you see them because you've got the vantage point of the hill? We can all see each other. It's a super, like, it's a surveillance situation. Yeah. We all know if each other are breaking any lockdown rules. But we all, and we also know if like anyone's breaking into each other's houses. And so I really have just moved into this house and I'm just trying to work out what the rules are. Because for example, like, like I run into our next door neighbours out in the street and I'm like, oh, good day, Glenn. What have you been up to? And in my mind, I'm like, I know, I know I what know, he's been up to. He's counting cards. <laughs> mm. It's like how it was before Facebook when you knew what people were doing, but you weren't allowed to admit it, you know? Can I share... Another perspective, perhaps? Oh, okay. The perspective of the man who is counting and the woman who is doing her gymnastics tricks and being <laughs> Because yeah. I live in a house, a new house allegedly, <laughs> not that at all, we've been here yeah. ages, where someone else in our street has the vantage point. And, I, like, I'm looking at her window now. And she's a lovely woman, but she can see most of the street because of the way her block is sloped and she stands at her kitchen window ostensibly washing the dishes, <laughs> ostensibly washing the dishes. But I know she can see us because she drops the fact she can see us into conversation all the time. Oh, she's not subtle. Yeah, okay. I mean, she's been doing this longer than I have. Maybe that's where I'm going to end up. But what do you do that's weird that she'd want to watch? Well, I, I like to think we're not doing anything weird, but then I get kind of like veiled mentions that aren't explicit about the watching but there's a little bit of watching right like she'll say something like the other day she said oh you had a busy work work day the other day and I was like yeah I did and started chatting and then I kind of went how do you know in my head and she said, you know you barely got up and I was like what what do you mean I barely got up 
What do you mean? And and she started talking to me about sitting and how too much sitting is not good for you, which I am aware of. But she must have been watching me for quite a long time to know that I was doing that much sitting. And then the other day I got a comment about how my husband and my son on a weekend in lockdown didn't get out of their pajamas for the whole morning. And she was like, oh, I love a pajama day. And I was like, stop looking at our living room. (laughs) Go away from me, please. And I just feel like she's got this this power position. She's got strategic advantage. It's not a democracy like at your place. And I just hope that you use your neighbourhood watching powers for good. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe she is too. Like you're not, okay, can I allow the other perspective again right back at you? So what if you were to um, uh, fall ill or slip over or something? She'd be there in a heartbeat, you know. She's constantly watching you. There might be a reason that you need her in the future. All right, I'm going to hold on to that. If someone has a heart attack or someone falls over or my kid gets left at home because we forget him, that would totally happen. Um, Maybe she'll come to the rescue. Yeah, Snoopers Unite. Put her in touch with me. What's her name? I'm imagining like Gladys or Jeanette or something. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know anything about her. She just knows about you. I'm just not going to say on a national program. (laughs) Sure. Not Matt and Alex are on a break. Matt's sorting out his wig collection and Alex is writing a long list of gripes ready for rant dogs. Sort it out! So filling in this week are Veronica Milsom and friends. This is All Day Breakfast. So for those of you who aren't locked down right now, I mean, please spare a thought for the ones who are because it really changes a person and not just physical Um, changes like regrowth and mask acne. No, like it changes the way you behave and you do horrible things you wouldn't ordinarily, like online board games. And you lie more often, right, Jamila? You do. I think I'm a liar on the regular, but... Have you lied about anything so far? Oh, not this afternoon. I'll throw something in. Um, But I tend to escalate in lockdown. There's something about the 24 hours a day with a child at home, especially around homeschool, which is a truly evil punishment from the depths of hell, I find myself lying all the time. For example, my kid was complaining that we never go on holidays anymore, which is a legitimate complaint, but also nothing I can do about it. So we switched supermarkets this weekend and I took him to Coles instead of Woolworths and said about six times that a change is as good as a holiday. And he kept being like, I don't, what? It's not. It's not. It's the same. It's the same. Uh, and he was very confused by that. And the other one I think is uh, around food and alcohol, both of which are being consumed in our household to a greater degree than they normally are when we're in lockdown. So one of the ones I use with him all the time is I've put chili on it, which is a really good way to just get rid of anything uh, that he wants from me. So for example, yesterday, the last caramel slice was up for grabs. I started eating and he said, can I have half? And I said, I'm really sorry. I've put chili on it. That just kills that one dead. And um, the other one is around alcohol. I just say everything is a grown up drink. So even if it's kombucha or lemonade or anything delicious, I say, actually, this one's got alcohol in it. And I'm really, really sorry. It's a funny one with food and kids, isn't it? Because my husband always says that he, like there's, there'll be a delicious cheese or whatever, and it won't be necessarily bad for um, our daughter, Lila, but he'll he'll be like, oh no, she just won't appreciate it. And I'll be like, but do we fully appreciate it? Like, do you not waste good things on kids? It doesn't. I'm like, but she's our most like special thing in the whole world. Should we not just let her have the nice thing that we're having? And he's like, no way, 
No. (laughs) (laughs) We're not spending money. You can have the boring cheddar from the fridge. That's the regular cheddar. Um, I have done some uh, amazing amount of lying too, I must admit. I'm not a huge liar in real life, unlike you. Um, but yeah, I with the chocolate thing, I say that people are panic buying chocolate as they are toilet paper. And so it's just not available. It's just not available anymore. Yeah, those, that's like just a straight up lie. Um, it's not even uh, dancing around the subject. Um, I lie about pretending to them that the task that they're doing is important. Um, like yes. painting the fence with water, you know? Yeah, it, that is it important. Dr- dries within five minutes, but um, then you need you tell them they need to get straight back on it. Just paint that fence again. It lasts at least 20 minutes, in which time um, you can just sit and damn doom scroll like, like See, every adult is- should have the right to do. That is a really glorious task to get a kid to do because the worst thing about kids and art or anything is cre- anything that's creative is that then you have to have it and you just oh, get stuck yeah. with it and you realise that you're going to die under a pile of craft. <laughs> and so you then have to throw the craft out and then with my kid he looks in the bin and I have to lie all over again <laughs> because I have to explain why his art is in the bin. It's a it's a really confusing time, isn't it? Like because um, I I must admit we I'm like one week on the fridge that's in the bin, and we just have to pretend that it goes to a farm or something. I guess that's the death of the artwork. Um, we did ask on Instagram about like what lie you've told to your kids and got some crackers. Like um, Belinda um. Been doing yoga is uh, her handle. She says, our pet budgie died, so I got my partner to replace it before the kids got home. He got the right colour, but it was much bigger. <sighs> I told the kids the budgie had just eaten a big lunch. Yeah, I mean, they noticed. That's the worst thing. You'd just be hoping like, oh, maybe they'll just, <laughs> maybe kids don't know perspective or something. <laughs> I reckon that's a good quick lie. I will pay that from Belinda. Uh, Gemma says that her parents told her that swamp monsters exist, which feels like, the kind of lie that doesn't have a white bit to it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not a nice lie. It's not a good lie. That just seems really horrible. Yeah, that they would, next time she goes to a swamp, she will just expect a monster to be there. And it's not like, I mean, maybe she was wanting to swim in the swamp or something. You know? All right, let's give her parents the benefit of the doubt there, yeah? Okay, okay, okay. Um, Helen says, um, I tell my kids Santa watches them through the smoke detector in our house. <gasps> that is good. Everything about Santa is creepy. The whole concept of Santa is creepy, right? The idea that there's a guy that's watching you all year to see if you're good or bad, that's not okay. I mean, it's better than the cops, which is what is actually going on in New South Wales at the moment. Or maybe it's just the LGA in which I live. Anthea from the Gold Coast, um, you've called in. How are you going? Good, thank you. How are you guys? Oh, pretty good. Yeah, what's the lie you've told your kids? Oh, we straight up told my son um, that the... (laughs) ice cream truck that laps our street and belts out green sleeves and is a cereal pest on a Sunday afternoon, um, just sells really yucky ice cream and he won't like it. And he's a real sweet tooth (laughs) and it just negates all arguments because now he tells me that story. He hears green sleeves and he says, mom, that ice cream truck has yucky ice cream. I feel like the common lie that's told about um, ice cream trucks is that when the song is playing, it means there's no ice cream left. Yeah, that yeah that's what song. I do with my kid. Mm. And then when it's not playing the song, it does have ice creams, but when it's playing the song, no, nope, they're all out. They've already sold out of ice creams. That also could be a good option, Anthea. Yeah, well, 
the front of our house has a, like a floor to ceiling window in his bedroom. So he can see the kids lining up for the ice cream. So that, well, I didn't work. Like there was no way we were going to get away with there's no ice cream left. Um, <laughs> Cause he could see the kids with it. So we just like, it's really, really yuck. And he's a very yum, yuck kid. Uh, and this one stuck. So yeah, I mean, whatever, like, gets you by, I guess. And if you're yucking his yum, then I I think that that's fine because he probably shouldn't be consuming as much ice cream as he'd like to. Yeah, and it's not like he doesn't get ice cream. He gets, yeah, he gets treats. But um, it's just if we can just drop, you know, well, because you hear the music doesn't mean you get treats just because he parks out the front of your house. Yeah, well, Greensleeves is going to haunt him for life. We know that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Alex think they're irreplaceable. We think it's pretty easy. Bring in someone new. Who are you guys? Veronica and friends. All day breakfast. Well, that's about bloody it from us. Jamila Risby, thank you so much um, for being my very first friend all this week, filling in for Matt and Alex. It has been an absolute pleasure. And I have hidden one of my kids' toys in my pocket. It is of my person. And I am going to tell him that we're going to play Transformers. He's just got to go and grab that toy. And that's going to buy me so much couch time later today. Ha ha, that is a brilliant ploy. See, that's not quite lying. It's just another way of trickery towards your kid. It's just buying some time, mate. What, yeah. what have you got planned? Um, geez. Oh, gosh. Don't ask me what I'm doing because probably nothing. Watching some TV show. Like, oh, you know what I am watching at the moment is Glow Up, that makeup reality TV show. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's a good way to pass the time. If you haven't um, watched that yet, the, it's up to the third season. It's the sort of show that Netflix really hassles you to watch. They're like, watch it! And you're like, okay, I will, relax. Um, but highly recommend, especially for any makeup tips. And in fact, tomorrow on the podcast, uh, you're going to be hearing from two reality TV stars who will be my friends popping by the studio, which is really exciting. I will give no more information than that. You will just have to tune in uh, and listen to them. Thank you again, Jamila. Um, if you want to hear more of Jamila, the weekend briefing is where you can hear her, the podcast, um, which is on Listener. But appreciate you being on today. Thanks for having me. Until tomorrow. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex. Listener.